If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in bright and early on a Saturday morning. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Oh, what a weekend it's been so far. We're just beginning the technical weekend. If you enjoyed the long weekend, came out here to Vegas for the NFL draft, you're having a good time. Three rounds down in the NFL draft. Four more to come today. We will break that down in full We'll have some winners and losers through the first three rounds. Really just winners. We're, we're going to be positive on the show today. I, I think positivity this early in the morning here in Vegas, always a good sign. The trio, great guests today, our guy John Jansen, Fox Sports, the gambler in Philadelphia, a man who had as many hits as the Phillies did last night will be with us in a half hour's time. Eric Edholm will get his review of the NFL draft first two days uh, in the second hour of the show, 9.15 Eastern time, and then Will Hill, our guy, New York City cast, 930. The Mets magic for real. The Yankees, the best record in the AL. A lot of good things happening on a diamond in New York when, let's face it, hasn't been a lot of good elsewhere in the sports landscape over the last few years for the city of New York. Great crew, as always, Matt, Kevin, Wyatt, Liz here with us this morning as well. Let's uh, dive right in. The last night, let's start in the NBA because... A first round on paper that looked like as strong as a first round as we've ever seen going into the NBA playoffs results in no game sevens in the first round because the final series wrapped up last night at the Target Center in Minneapolis. Tell me if you heard this one before. 
The Minnesota Timberwolves couldn't hold a fourth quarter lead. Memphis comes from behind again. 114-106. Game goes well under yet again. And the Grizz cover as two-point favorites on the road. Thanks to a 40-22 fourth quarter this time for the Memphis Grizzlies to come from double digits down yet again to knock off the T-Wolves. They win the series in six and their reward for winning a playoff series for the first time in seven years is a date with the Golden State Warriors. Oh, and by the way, less than 48 hours off because game one is Sunday. Figure that one out from the NBA perspective. But I just want to bring this up real quick from the Minnesota Timberwolves because I get it. They're young. Their lack of playoff experience across the board on that team. Anthony Edwards is only in year two. Carl Anthony Towns, even though he's been in the league for a while, this is his first playoff go. Chris Finch, first time as an NBA head coach in this spot and first time as an NBA head coach, period. The Minnesota Timberwolves in this series, in the fourth quarter, game one was the only fourth quarter that they played well in. In their 130 to 117 win, they they, they actually outscored Memphis 33 to 25. In the fourth quarter. Minnesota after that. I'll throw game two out because that was just a mess. That was a beatdown. Game three. We know what happened in game three. The infamous 37 to 12 advantage for Memphis. Coming down from 20 not once but twice in that game to knock off Minnesota. Game four. Minnesota held for dear life. They won by one. Because that fourth quarter Memphis won by five. 31-26. Game five, Minnesota leads going to the fourth again. What happens to them? Memphis outscores them 37 to 24. And then last night to end Minnesota's season, which, by the way, D'Angelo Russell, unplayable in the fourth quarter. Had to be Jordan McLaughlin, who actually I thought played pretty well. But if D'Angelo Russell is supposed to be your third star, he's unplayable. That's a problem. Fourth quarter, of course, 40 to 22, as I said earlier, in favor of Memphis. Biggest takeaways from Memphis in this series for me as we look to a Golden State series. By the way, Golden State, about a $2 favorite against Memphis. No shock there, even without the home court. The effectiveness of Desmond Bain and Brandon Clark. Clark, of course, a mid-round, first-round pick a few years ago, being the final pick of the first round in 2020. And quite frankly, the proper should have been winner of the most improved player instead of his teammate, John Morant. But Desmond Bain was awesome yet again last night. Five of nine from three, nine of 15 from the field, 23 points. I know we don't love plus minus, but he was plus 22 when he was on the court, the Grizzlies were. Brandon Clark, it felt like he was getting every offensive rebound down the stretch, 17 and 11 for Clark, to go with five assists and three blocks. Stat stuffer. But for Minnesota to win this upcoming series against Golden State, and of course, game one, <laughs> game one is tomorrow. Game one tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern time, uh, 2.30 local in Memphis. Seems fair, right? Give the Grizzlies less than 48 hours. No line for game number one yet. As I said, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors, a favorite in that series. Golden State has been pivoting between being the first and second favorites in the Western Conference, now with Devin Booker back. Uh, actually, BetMGM still has Golden State 
as the fa- – okay, this makes sense. Right now, Golden State, the favorite to win the title, but not the favorite to win the West. Yes, some liability has to do with that one. Golden State against Memphis. If you're looking for a series price on the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Actually, the Warriors have taken some money overnight, it looks like. Golden State up to minus 275 at BetMGM. The Grizzlies at plus 210. I really do think this is going to be a hard series for Memphis. Now, during the regular season, Golden State and Memphis played a few, played obviously multiple times during the regular season. For early in the year in, in San Francisco, Golden State won an overtime game 104 to 101. Memphis won at home back on January the 11th. 116-108. Curry did play in that game. And then the other game in Memphis a few weeks ago, 123-195, Memphis all over Golden State. But that was a game where Clay Thompson didn't play, Stephen Curry didn't play, Draymond Green didn't play. Jordan Poole had 25 in that game. Moses Moody had a uh, had 18. I don't think we'll see Moses Moody in this series. But in the end here for Golden State, who, again, had to work in game five, come from eight points down to defeat the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic, who had the bum hamstring by the end of that series. I like Golden State here in six. Exact result there, no shock. The favorite at BetMGM plus 185 on the dubs to win that series. We're really actually to have that series go six. The dubs to win in six is plus 280. I expect Golden State to move through. I really have a hard time envisioning that <laughs> that the Grizzlies are able to come through and win that series. Other other NBA news from yesterday, and we'll, we'll talk more with John Jansen, of course, in 20 minutes from now. But... Joel Embiid, man, what bad luck for this guy. While Philadelphia was up 30 with four minutes to go against Toronto in game six, which I'm not going to destroy Doc Rivers like some for having their starters in the game. I a fluky play. Siakam was just going to the bucket and Embiid's head just got caught in the wrong spot. That's all that happened there. But Joel Embiid's got a concussion. And he has a fracture to his right orbital bone in his face, which more than likely is going to knock Embiid out for game one. Right now he's listed as out, no timetable for the return. So we're going to, game one in that series, Miami and Philadelphia, both of those teams advance. Game one, Monday night in Miami. The series price when this happened had... Miami a minus 170, which I thought was right. I thought that was right. I like Miami in six or probably in five or six. I thought it was a bad matchup for Philadelphia to begin with. Bam can match up with, with, with Joel Embiid. Miami's deeper. Miami's much better. It has a much better coach. I like the heat in that series. Now, because of the news of Joel Embiid's orbital fracture, Philadelphia and Miami is now the Heat at minus 450 and the Sixers at plus 350. Steep, 
Very steep. But if Joel Embiid's not there, Philly's not winning the series. If Embiid, if I would imagine we'll probably see Embiid, assuming he passes, he has the best concussion protocol, obviously. We'll get him a mask. He'll play once he passes concussion protocol. I, I do feel like that would be the case. Probably still not seeing him until game three, which is at the end of this upcoming week. Philly down 2-0. They're not coming back. Plus 450, or excuse me, minus 450 on Miami feels very steep. But now the Heat, who uh, who had the same odds going into this week as the Bucks, essentially to win the Eastern Conference, you look at Ben MGM, the Heat are now neck and neck with Boston to be the favorites to come out of this conference now. Plus 160 on Miami. Plus 140 on Boston. Milwaukee's up to plus 360 on the uh, on Ben MGM. Well, that's going to take a lot of discipline to not take the Bucs. I know Middleton isn't there. We'll break down that series as we go along through the show. But, man, you're going to give me the defending champs with the best player left in the field at plus 360 to come out of the East? Whew. That's a lot. That is a big price. By the way, Sixers down to 10 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. That, my friends, is spot on there with the Sixers, especially if Embiid is not coming back until later on in the series quickly in the west suns plus 125 warriors plus 150 grizz six to one dallas seven to one to win the eastern conference win the western conference i should say the nfl draft two days down one to go we break down what we've seen next on point spread saturday If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... 
I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Great crew as always. Kevin, Matt, Liz, Wyatt doing a great job. Getting up early with you here on a Saturday here on VSIN. Uh, always, always fun to drive in when it is uh, very dark here still in Vegas. Nice and sunny on the East Coast, though. 8.15 local time in the Eastern time zone. The only, <laughs> the only... Sporting event going of note right now uh, that our audience, that I would say that some of the audience may be interested in is, uh, is Liverpool, who is going for the going for the quartet of trophies in England, has a 1-0 lead on Newcastle, approaching halftime in Newcastle right now. Newcastle trying to stay out of relegation zone. Uh, Liverpool, of course, trying to catch Man City for the Premier League Championship. We're looking like we're getting a collision course of Man City and Liverpool in the Champions League final as well. All right, NFL draft. We move from the game that is globally known as football to our football here in the NFL. The NFL draft last night, two rounds two and three. Biggest takeaways for me. First off, I, I'll just go order by order here. Starting at the top of round two, starting at 34, Green Bay finally gets their wide receiver with Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, which good job by Green Bay to move up. If you're Minnesota, Minnesota in this draft, and, and look, I'm I'm not a GM expert by any, any stretch. I'm not, <laughs> not a front office expert by any stretch. But it's one thing to accumulate assets in a draft by trading down. We've seen New England do this forever, and it has worked. But for Minnesota 
to trade down not one but once but twice in this draft from pick 12 and then pick 34. They moved down 20 spots from Detroit, as we know, allowing the Lions to take Jamison Williams at number 12. But then to allow Green Bay to move up, and they get they did get two twos out of it, and they used those assets to move up for Andrew Booth later in the round Minnesota did. But to allow Green Bay to move up when we know where it is beyond parity at this point, how much Green Bay needs a wide receiver, to allow Green Bay to move up to take the guy that I – if Green Bay had taken him, taken Watson with their second first-round pick, I wouldn't have hated that. thought it would have been a little bit of a stretch, but all right, you know what? Clearly not going to be there in the mid-50s. Kid is pretty darn good. Clearly the best of the non-incensus, easily first-round wide receivers, the six that we saw on Thursday. But to allow Green Bay to move up and get their guy, oh, man, tough first draft for their new GM uh, in Minnesota. The rest of the rest of the top of that, that first round, or second round, I should say, I like what Tennessee did, getting McCreary at 35. The Jets continue to have what might be on paper at the time of the draft, the best draft in the history of the franchise. How is it going to go wrong? Bryce Hall goes at 36, the number one, the number one running back. By the way, the Jets in this draft, according to Daniel Jeremiah, picked their number one player at three different positions by his rankings. That would be Sauce, that would be Wilson, and that would be Hall. With Johnson coming in as the third best pass rusher, according to DJ. Great draft so far for the New York Jets. Uh, other intriguing picks, uh, Kenneth Walker. If you had Kenneth Walker as the chalk to be the second running back selected in this draft, you won there. Seattle took him at 41. Andrew Andrew Booth went 42 to Minnesota. Again, I like that pick, but the process of getting to that I did not like for Minnesota. Uh, John Mechie's undercashed. He went 44 to the Houston Texans. The Chiefs took Sky Moore at 54. That's, of course, of intrigue to see how long-term the Chiefs trade of Tyree Kill to Miami ends up working out. Chiefs also took Brian Cook, a safety out of Cincinnati, later in round two. James Cook ended up being running back number three off the board. Buffalo took him at the next to last pick of round two. And then in round three, you look at the rest of round three, the biggest thing was N'Kobe Dean finally went at 83. The second biggest thing to me, and I know everyone say, oh, you forgot to mention that no quarterback went until no quarterback went around two, and the second quarterback taken was Desmond Ritter at 74. I think the biggest thing that we learned in this draft process, because three quarterbacks went around three. Ritter went 74 to Cincinnati. The Titans took Willis at 86. And then uh the Panthers, after seemingly failing to get a Baker Mayfield deal done took Matt Corral at 94, which is the 30th pick around three. But the point that was proven, Kenny Pickett, the only quarterback that goes around one to the Steelers, no quarterback goes around two. By the way, this is the latest. The second quarterback has gone in the NFL draft since just the beginning of this millennium, 2000, Chad Pennington. 
went to the New York Jets at number 18. Then the second quarterback in that draft, Giovanni Carmazzi, 65th overall to the 49ers out of Hofstra. We're just burying the lead. Some guy named Brady went 199 in that draft. So maybe you have a diamond in the rough like that. Again, it could be hard to find a diamond in the, in the rough like that guy named Brady, uh, who still is, still is playing 22 years later. But it is fascinating to me, which, by the way, you bet Desmond Ritter over draft slot, easy winner. You bet Malik Willis over draft slot. He only went over by 60-some-odd. Excuse me, 70, 70, 70 and a half to be exact on his closing number. Corral went over as well. These quarterbacks were held in such low regard around the league that no one even, I know Tennessee ended up moving up for Willis in round three. I know Carolina ended up moving up for Corral in round three. But that's round three, not round one. Pickett was not traded up for. But these quarterbacks, the expectations, at least for them, low. And also for Willis, for Malik Willis, landing in Tennessee is actually a great spot for him. Better than landing with, let's say, Carolina or another team that seems to be quarterback needy, or even Pittsburgh, for that matter, where the weight of that, again, illustrious franchise would have been landing on him. But Willis at 86 to Tennessee, where Tannehill is still ingrained as the starter, Ill, even though I know there are people that want to run Ryan Tannehill out of Nashville, they're going to be there for a few years, guys. But you at least have an heir. Whereof also, too, if Tannehill starts to crumble a little bit, of course, A.J. Brown traded earlier in the week, you still can make do with what you have with Malik Willis. And look, he's a third-round pick. He's not good. Who cares? doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, like if you put took him in round one for Tennessee. As you look at today, here in round four, we're still waiting for our, our, our first special teamer to go. Still waiting for that. <laughs> there are no props up right now anywhere, actually. Uh no no props at DraftKings yet. Expect to see some of those starting to populate sooner rather than later. Of course, the draft gets going the Final day, rounds four through seven, start up at noon Eastern today. Nine local time here in Vegas. What are the crowds going to be today at nine in the morning for round number four? But it'll be fascinating to see where Punt God goes today. Azaria out of San Diego State. That and uh, Mr. Irrelevant, really the big ones left on the board. Because, of course, the Punt God uh, ended up closing at minus 400 to be the first special teamer taken after being about minus 140 most of the draft process. It'd be great if Jordan Stout ends up going before him. The closing line value end up being useless if that were to happen on that one. But again, round number four, beginning first pick in that Tampa. I like how the Bucks ended up with two first picks in a, in a round, thanks to trades. Uh, pick 106 to start off round number four. Coming Again, noon Eastern time for the NFL draft. We'll have, we'll have my winners of this draft coming a little bit later in the show because, like I said on a numbers game yesterday, and it didn't change even though Philadelphia made a, a pick that was scoffed at by some in round two. The I-95 corridor from East Rutherford down to Baltimore. What 
a start to this draft for the New York Jets, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Baltimore Ravens. What a job all those teams have done so far. Speaking of Philadelphia, John Jansen, he hosts the line change on Fox Sports, the gambler in Philadelphia. He's going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts, the Philly perspective on Joel Embiid's injury, and the Eagles drafting much more. John Jansen joins Point Spread Saturday next on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Slow and steady wins stacks of cash. Join the old Forrester Turtle Derby Challenge and compete free for your share of 5K. Enter to the free-to-play pool and make your Turtle Derby predictions for a shot at your share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Old Forrester to get in on the action. Old Forrester, it never gets old. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions apply along with other eligibility restrictions. See DraftKings.com for details. And, of course, as always, drink responsibly. Point spread Saturday rolling along. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. And now with us, a man who had as many hits as the Philadelphia Phillies last night. It is John Jansen of Fox Sports. The Gambler hosts the line change there. John, uh, as always, thank you for being a good sport this morning. Oh, yeah, thank you. And thank you for just throwing it in my face constantly. Lucky I didn't just hit the hang-up button on you. But, yes, <laughs> there was a baseball team last night that didn't have any hits. Yes. Yeah, I'm aware. Yes, the, uh, the if you missed it, the New York Mets, five pitchers, 159 pitches, second no-hitter in franchise Does history. Count? Does that even count as a no-hitter? That, yeah. That's not a no-hitter. You know, you know, that doesn't count. You, you, know, you know, John, I, I, I prefer the single-pitcher no-hitter. But uh, the fact that the Mets threw it and it happened against the Phillies, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna parade around like it was a normal no hitter. Um, <laughs> of course you will. Yeah. Uh, as you as you know, uh, John, of course, uh, hosting line change on Fox Sports, the Gambler uh, Radio in Philadelphia. Uh, John, I, I just want to start. We'll start with the uh, with the Eagles and we'll make our way to the Sixers. Day one, Howie Roseman put on a clinic, uh, trading up, getting Jordan Davis. I love that pick, and then of course using the second asset in round one. To get AJ Brown for only a slight, only for a three more than Hollywood Brown went to Arizona for day two, uh, second round pick, the center, a little bit questionable, but then getting to Kobe Dean in round three. This feels like a very good draft so far for the Eagles. It does. I was uh, I was not too big of a fan of day two, but the the only reason I guess I can say I'm not is because what in the heck happened to the Kobe Dean? Because then it, all the reports were coming out that he was slipping because of his medicals, and then Howie Roseman comes on after the draft and says, "Yeah, no, his medicals are fine. He's going to be, you know, ready to go for rookie camp." So what what made him slip? Like I, I at least think that we have to maybe curve our projections and curve our expectations on the Kobe Dean. I know that everyone projected him to be a first round talent, but it seems like nobody else did, and even the Eagles didn't. As you just said, the Eagles took a center over to Kobe Dean. So I'm not saying that he's going to be a bad pick or that, you know, a, a linebacker in the third round and a guy as talented as Kobe Dean is a bad pick. But I, I do think I have to curve my expectations a little bit of what he's going to be because it's not only he was on a third round, maybe projection with other teams. He was with the Eagles as well. Again, they drafted a center of him. So I'm not sure what to make of that. But other than that, everything seems to be okay. I mean, the first round, I, I think, 
first round did everything for the Eagles. Like they got Jordan Davis, the great defensive tackle, and I think he's going to end up being a three-down player. But the Eagles know he didn't play a lot of third-down snaps in Georgia, but I think they have the expectation of, of making, making him under the wing for uh, Fletcher Cox for a year, and then after that, I think taking over full-time. And then A.J. Brown. So first day was good. Second day, I'm not sure how much it's going to actually help them. Cameron Jurgens, of course, the second-round pick, the center out of Nebraska, the uh, the heir for Jason Kelsey more than anything for the Eagles. John, other other draft thoughts for you, of course. I said this earlier. I thought the I-90, I-95 corridor from East Rutherford through Baltimore did great. So, of course, the Ravens, the Giants, the Jets, and then the aforementioned Eagles. Whose draft did you like through two days? She's just through one day. I mean, they won the draft immediately. I thought the New York Jets getting Sauce Gardner at pick number four. I understand getting Derek Stingley and why he would be uh, the pick over Sauce Gardner, but I thought Amad Gardner was the better player and the better cornerback. So they go and get the wide receiver. You get another defensive end and an edge rusher. They have a really good running back now and three tall. Uh, I I loved, especially just day one. Like that is so much talent that's going to help immediately for the Jets. And they're in their second year with Zach Wilson. So they do need, I didn't say immediate help for this year, but they need help now to continue to build a team around Zach Wilson so they can start winning, so they can start building a new culture that's a winning culture. Uh, So I thought Joe Douglas did a great job. Went up and got Jermaine Johnson, which is a great pick, you know, one of the best edge rushers in the class. But it's just hard to not look at the, the Jets and think, like, okay, they just got three immediate impact players, including, I think, maybe the most overall Safe bet and sure talent in the draft in Southgarden. John Jansen with us right now here on Point Spread Saturday. John, of course, hosting uh, on Fox Sports, The Gambler in Philadelphia. Host of the line change, uh, not, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time, Monday through Friday. John, uh, as we go into day three of the draft, is there anything that you're looking at? Maybe a player, maybe a team that you're looking for to see, hey, what do they do on day three? Yeah, day three, not much, other than it's just the quarterback. Like, it's, it's just easy to point at Sam Howell because he had a projection, you know, if he would have came out last year, probably projected to maybe be a first-round pick, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. But, of course, he comes out this year, and now he's in day number three. So the quarterbacks have fallen back a lot. Uh, Sam Howell was one of those, you know, in the grouping of Ritter and Malik Willis, you know, and Kenny Pickett. Like, these are probably the top guys in the class, but where does he end up going? So it seems like he's flipping what team ends up taking a chance on him. Uh, but that's, that's really, that's really it in, in day number three. I think most of the impact players, like I like Calvin Austin. I've seen a lot out of Memphis. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, I'm not too big of a fan of, but he seems to be high on a lot of draft boards. And also Zamir White as well out of Georgia. Uh, he was a really interesting prospect. He was a five-star prospect going into Georgia. Just had a bunch of injuries, but started to come on really late in his career. And now he's in the NFL draft and could be, a nice running back for a team. He's got good size, and I think he can find a roster spot somewhere. But other than that, not too much. It's just where do the quarterbacks still end up going, especially a one as notable as Sam Howell. John, let's move to the NBA. Of course, the big news yesterday, Joel Embiid with the concussion and the fractured right orbital bone, likely going to keep him out at least one, probably two games in the series against Miami. And, John, I know there's been a lot of chatter of, oh, why was he in the game? That much with under five minutes to go. Uh, as you, you've, I've been on your show. I've said on this network, I'm not a fan of Doc Rivers, to put it politely. 
But I, I'm not in the camp of totally pummeling Doc like some are here this morning. Yeah, I'm not either. I I honestly just don't have the energy for it. Like, I, it's, <laughs> it's something enough. that it's like ninety. It's something that's like ninety-five to ninety-seven percent of the time isn't going to matter, and he's not going to get hurt. It just so happened the the two or three percent chance that he does of getting hurt happened, and it was a really inadvertent. It kind of, I it was inadvertent. Like, I'm not going to say Pascal Siakam's trying to, but it was a reckless elbow and something that did seem a little bit cheap from Pascal Siakam, and it ends up in a fractured orbital bone and obviously a mild concussion as well. So I think it's just more, you know, the risk of, of playing basketball. You know, it's just something that a freak thing that happened. I, I hate to blame Doc Rivers for it and say, like, you shouldn't have had him in when most times, like, I'm, I'm clamoring for him to keep guys in because they're blowing 20-point leads. I know it was four minutes left. I know they were up by 30, but it's not something that I'm going to just absolutely hammer home. Like, Doc should have had him out because I just, I don't have the energy for something like that. When really it was past the John, do you give the Sixers any chance here in this series against Miami if Embiid is missing multiple games? I see. I would have beforehand if he wasn't missing the games because they do have, and we saw it with Toronto. Like, yeah, they're very streaky, but collectively they can have a couple of really good games. It's just that when you have those close coming down to the final few minutes, can you end up beating a team as good and as complete as Miami? And as well coached, by the way, as Miami with Eric Spolstra. Now, I'm, I'm not entirely sure they, they have. I mean, I, I would imagine Doc Rivers does not try and go with either DeAndre Jordan or Paul Reed. I'm hoping they go with a little bit of a smaller lineup. I've been saying all the time that they shouldn't use backup centers too often because Tobias Harris, I know he's not a traditional five, but he can play the five. Like, he's tall enough to play the five, and you just end up playing small ball. So I think the Sixers end up doing that, uh, probably end up starting Matisse Seibel and playing a little bit of defense and having a little bit of length on the perimeter. But it's going to be really tough to overcome because what they're going to need is Tyrese Maxey and James Harden to just shoot a number, probably 20 shots each or more, and they're going to have to play really well. And that's just a tough task to ask against a really defensively sound Miami team who made Trey Young look completely inept. Like, that's a really good perimeter defensive team, and I just I think it's a lot of pressure to put on Harden and Maxey. John, we have about 30 seconds here. What are your predictions for the other three NBA series in round two? Um, I'll just say this. I think Boston is going to beat the Bucks in five. Uh, I in know five? Giannis. Okay. We, we, we want to give a chance to Giannis, but without Chris Middleton, we've seen this Boston team is suffocating, and I think it's going to happen the same way. Yeah, Giannis playing better than probably Kevin Durant was going to. Uh, or did in that Boston series, sure. But they're a suffocating team and a suffocating defense, and I just think they're going to be overwhelming for Milwaukee without Chris Middleton. Well, DraftKings, you can get Celtics in five for plus 350. So maybe John Jansen will dabble in that before that series gets rolling. Uh, that is uh, that is tomorrow, game one in Boston for that series. John Jansen, of course, host of Line Change on Fox Sports, the Gambler in Philadelphia on the tweets at Jansen 34 John, thanks as always for being with us. Thanks, Jeff. Mets suck. <laughs> Couldn't help himself, folks. When we come back, oh, we might actually go to the ice. It's next. Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For just $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now through the end of July. Pretty good. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN, and subscribers will have access to all of it. You get Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, 
You get JVT's NBA best bets all the way through the finals. Andy McNeil going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. By the way, those start Monday. I know that's a sh- that was a shock to me, too. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. Not to mention, the continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, NASCAR, the USFL, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. The Derby, one week from today. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes our daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, and the use of our betting tools and live video streaming wherever and whenever you want, costs just $59 to be a subscriber. Now, through July 31st. So sign up today, VEASAN.com slash spring. That's all the time we have here on Point Spread Saturday. No, I'm kidding. Kidding here. Uh, we'll have Eric home next hour, 9.15 Eastern time, and then Will Hill be with us at 9.30. By the way, I mentioned it in the last segment, and the fact that it took me two segments to mention that the Mets threw a combined no-hitter last night is uh, might be the biggest upset of the entire show. Mets, by the way, uh, currently in the NL, uh, NL Futures odds, only the Dodgers shorter. In a World Series odd, odds, only the Dodgers and the Yankees shorter. Surely, the team looks really good. By the way, three uh, three nothing the final of that one. Five Met pitchers, 159 pitches for a no-hitter. 159. The most in at least 35 years in baseball. Team goes under, too, if you're wondering. Total is still flying under in baseball. Offense is struggling. We'll more baseball chatter later in the show. By the way, since uh, we'll go to... Go to the ice real quick before shifting back into full-blown NBA talk because hockey's regular season has one game left, and I'm kind of baffled that they're making Winnipeg play Seattle when the game is totally meaningless for both teams. Seattle, well, actually not technically. It may may impact the amount of ping-pong balls Seattle has in the draft lottery. They lose a regulation. They'll have the second most only behind, excuse me, third most only behind Arizona and Montreal. But the NHL playoffs are set. I'll just go through the matchups and some prices here. Then uh, Andy McNeil going to be across the network over the next few days. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs start on Monday. Game one, Carolina and Boston. There you go. To begin it off. That is the one versus the one in the Metropod versus the second, the first wild card, the seventh seed in the East. I'll give you some serious prices. Here's what I'm going to tell you, just eyeballing these. Carolina only being minus 115 against Boston and DraftKings seems a little nuts to me. That seems nuts. Now, again, I'm no hockey expert. I understand that. But Carolina was. Based off the roster, and this is a big pressure year for the for the Canes. Carolina is pretty clearly the best team in that pot, and I know you get weird things in the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs all the time. But are we really going on Boston's past laurels here? Ooh, minus one fifteen seems short on Carolina. That's going to probably be a bet. The rest of the uh, Eastern Conference series. The other Metropod, Pittsburgh minus 115. The Rangers minus 105. No bet there. Rangers have home ice. I think the Rangers are better. Just a matter, though, of how much does Pittsburgh have in the tank for this series. In the Atlantic pot, 
These odds via DraftKings, by the way. Florida, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference altogether, minus 290. Washington, plus 225. If Pittsburgh had drawn Florida, I would have 100% bet the, the Penguins can't do it with the Caps, even though Florida's goaltending is a humongous problem in this postseason. And it will rear its ugly head at some point. Even though they uh, were the best team in the East and ended up winning the President's Trophy, I don't think Florida's getting out of the East. And in the other series, Toronto, if Toronto's ever going to make a Stanley Cup final, this is going to be the year, isn't it? Which means they'll probably lose as a minus-120 favorite to Tampa. Those are your Eastern Conference prices there. The West, by the way, I don't know if, I don't know if any of you were paying attention to this with everything was going on. Nashville needed a win to get the top wild card and avoid Colorado in round one. They're up 4 nothing on, on Arizona through a period and lost last night. <laughs> To the second worst team in the league. So Nashville's reward for that choke last night is a date with the Avs, who have been, even though the Avs didn't win the President's Trophy, the Avs were the best team in hockey this year. They're your betting favorite to win the Cup the whole year. Avs are minus 450. Preds plus 360. This is the Central Pod. The other Central Pod series, which I think will be the best series of this opening round, Minnesota and St. Louis, Wild minus 150, Blues plus 130. I actually like St. Louis. Whoever was the plus price in that series, and I expected Minnesota to be favored, that would be worth a bet. I like the Blues. I actually gonna, I'm going to take the Blues in that series. I'll bet that. See if I can do better than plus 130, but I think that's a good price. In the Pacific pod, Dallas goes in as the seven overall seed, the first wild card in from the central pod into the Pacific pod. Calgary winning the Pacific Division minus 260 on the Flames plus 210 on Dallas. No play there. Edmonton minus 250. The Kings 2-1. to one. The Kings have been the league's overachiever this year. But <laughs> this is one of those where I, I the Kings to me are the pretty clearly the weakest team in this field altogether between the two conferences. But then you, you trusting Edmonton to win a playoff series. He's trusting them despite all that talent. No play there. Yeah, so the only bets that I'm going to be looking at, Carolina's only minus 115. I'll be taking the Canes against the Bruins. I'll take the Blues against the Wild at plus 130. And then the Rangers are a consideration against Pittsburgh. Those are the three in the, in the NHL playoffs. Back to the NBA here. I think that was also probably the most hockey talk on the network that we've had in a long time as well. But in the NBA... No games today because all these series ended. The Bucs and the Celtics, we already talked about Memphis and, and Golden State a little bit earlier in the show. But let's go to Milwaukee and Boston here, and, and if we have to continue this next, we will. The Bucs will be without Chris Middleton in this series. Game one, Boston tomorrow, the site. Celtics, four and a half point favorites, total 218. Celtics, of course, swept Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Gentlemen's sweep against the Bulls in five. Total low here, 218 consensus, 217 and a half. We want to see a DK. Series price, the Bucks are plus 175 at DraftKings. Now, the Celtics look dominant in that first round series. There is no arguing that. And Chris Middleton not being there is a big deal. You see on the screen all the array you can bet series-wise at DraftKings. 
Celtics playing a game and a half, even money. So they have to win in four, five, or six to cover that. Take the game and a half with Milwaukee, minus 130. I kind of like that, actually. I know he said this about Brooklyn, that, oh, it's going to be a long series. They're going to at least get two. And then, of course, they get swept. Milwaukee's much better than Brooklyn. And Giannis is a harder cover for this Boston team than KD is at this point. And KD just, KD just bad by KD's standards in that series. And Kyrie Irving was terrible as well. But Milwaukee, at least defensively speaking, will be able to hold up much better than Brooklyn did. Plus 175 is juicy on the Bucks. It is juicy. But the Celtics are there. You look at the sabermetric numbers, and I'll give the I'll give 538 some credit here. Because I hosted this show around the All-Star break. And Boston was over a 35% chance to win the NBA title, according to their rankings, which just seemed insane. At the time, the Celtics were the sixth seed in the East. Of course, they get hot. They finish as the two seed. Sweep Brooklyn out. Now over a $2 favorite against Milwaukee. The favorites to win the East right now. The second favorites to win the NBA title at the moment, the Boston Celtics. But I would only look to bet Milwaukee. I think I like that plus game and a half the best of everything now. Because Boston winning in seven, which is currently the short shot on the exact series score at DraftKings at three to one, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I think that would be the bet. You're making me, I'm probably going to, I'm going to end up with a little bit of Milwaukee series price because I'm not going to be able to help myself. But plus a game and a half on the Bucks, you only having to lay $1.30. That seems pretty solid to bet that there. Game one tomorrow, one o'clock Eastern time up there in Beantown, Celtics and the Bucks. More on the NBA. We go to the series starting on Monday next. Points Red Saturday rolling along. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.